0: You're listening to the Passion for Dance podcast, episode 13. I'm your host, Dr. Chelsea, and on this episode, I'm going to go back to the beginning and explain what sports psychology is and how it can help dancers. Plus, I figured it's time I share a little bit about my own dance journey with all of you. But before we get there, I want to share with you that I am getting very close to opening the doors to my membership again. The membership is called Releve, a community for dance coaches on the rise. And I have to say, we have a really incredible group of dance educators in there. This membership has been my absolute favorite thing I've ever created. Uh, This month, I am giving the membership a little facelift, gonna update things a little bit, and then the doors will be open soon for dance coaches and studio teachers to join us. So the membership hasn't been open since the summer of 2020, so it is time. So I'm excited to get this back out there. And inside the community, you have a group of like-minded educators who support each other, they're there to answer questions, and we genuinely get it when it comes to the dance world. There's also a whole library of resources for you about mental skills, so you can continue to grow as an educator and help your dancers reach their highest potential. If you want to make sure you get all the details when the membership is open, you can go to chelseapirati.com slash membership. And that link is in the show notes for you as well. Uh, just leave your name and email. We'll make sure you get all the details. All right, let's get on with the show and talk about how sports psychology will change your dancers' lives, uh, but really it will change your life too. When I was dancing 20 plus hours a week, I basically lived at the studio. I was always focused on improving my technique. All my energy went into getting stronger at the ballet bar, working on my flexibility, trying to nail that hard across the floor combo and turn some leaps class. What I wasn't thinking about was my mindset. I wish I could tell you that I like got it intuitively at a young age and I understood all those mental skills, but I didn't know how to harness the power of sports psychology until long after my dance career was done. You know, in reality, I am a perfectionist. I was then. I'd say I still am now. Uh, But I worry about what other people think all the time. And as a young dancer, that was a big part of my driving force, my motivation. But it was always focused on how do I improve my technique so that I can be recognized There are a few tools in the sports psychology toolbox that I use regularly, mostly visualization, but for the most part I was that typical studio kid who was desperate to keep my place in front of the jazz routine, I wanted to get noticed by my ballet teacher, I wanted to win at competition, I thought the only way to accomplish those goals was to work harder and push my body further. I wish I knew then what I know now, and I wish I understood the power of sports psychology because there's only so much your body can do, and it's really about this mind-body balance that's going to take you to the next level. I found sports psychology years after I stopped performing and competing. It was actually my love of coaching that led me to the field. So I started coaching a high school dance team at 20 years old, and I didn't know anything about the high school world, and so I... Would read everything I could get my hands on. All the sport coach bibliographies I could find or memoirs, uh, I would read. Uh, all the research articles I could find I just was taking this deep dive trying to get all the information I could to be the best possible coach for my team and what I found along along the way of all that reading was this whole field of sports psychology that I previously didn't even know existed now I haven't my undergraduate degree was psychology and so I was in undergrad at this time and I was studying all of the basic tenets of psychology cognitive psychology social psych biological psych and But I had never heard of sports psych. I didn't know that that was a thing. And it wasn't until I started coaching that I really found it. And that, I don't say this lightly, it absolutely changed the trajectory of my whole life. So I know I haven't shared a lot about my personal dance background on this podcast before. So I guess now would be a good time to give you just a little summary of my dance journey. So as I said, I was a studio kid, but I started relatively late. I did a couple rec classes at a young age, but otherwise i played lots of other sports. I did soccer and basketball and uh, did a lot of a variety of activities. And I didn't really hone in and dance until about middle school. And so then I found a really competitive studio, started training a lot more and started taking it really seriously, uh, not really even until I was about 12 years old. So in the dance world, I started a little bit late as far as taking that seriously. But then it was intense training at the studio. You know, I lived there and I loved it. At that time, I also started doing some like summer apprenticeships with ballet companies. I really loved the ballet side, and so that led me to a uh, ballet company. Then I was with a I was professional with that company for a year while I was in college, and then decided you know the academic side of me is really important and I love it and I wanted to focus there. So. I was focused on school when my younger sister was on the local high school dance team and basically asked me to come help, uh, just to clean a routine a little bit, check in. And that's a whole long saga. But it turns out I started coaching that that team kind of in the middle of the season. I was there really to help my sister, uh, but it was an amazing experience. And her and I, to this day, are still really close. Shout out to my sister. And I love that experience being able to coach together and even though like she was kind of captain and I was coach we were running that program together and her senior year then it was just it was so much fun to do but I thought that was it I was like I'll just help her and then she graduates and I'm done Turned out I found this new love and I coached a high school team for years. But along that process of coaching, I found sports psychology, which then went back to my academic career. And I actually changed my whole academic focus to sports psychology. I withdrew applications to clinical psychology programs. I was planning on going to stopped that whole process and instead applied for programs in sports psychology and ended up getting my PhD in sports psych specifically. So that transition, like what I was doing in dance and how it was affecting my work academically and then back and forth between the two is like, this is, I found it. This is my true passion. And in psychology, what I call identity-based work, right? The work that is fueled by who I am and what I love and that constant sense of being like in in the right field, doing what I'm meant to be doing. And then eventually stopped coaching and started Consulting and kind of created the business that I have now. So Along that journey, though, I think what was amazing is I didn't find sports psychology until so much later, and I wish I had it when I was younger. And so it's a big part of my mission with all of this is to share, like, what is this and how can it help you? And yes, a lot of this is to help your dancers, but if you are the dance coach or the dance educator listening, I know that this changes you as an adult, too. And I have grown so much as an adult going back through and using a lot of these skills, that again, I wish I knew it younger, but I didn't, so I might as well learn it now and keep applying and growing, even as an adult who's no longer performing, but it, these tools still have a huge impact on my life. Okay, so what is sports psychology? Sports psychology emphasizes how the mind and body work together in the pursuit of athletic success. But one thing I love about the field is that it's grown. A lot further than that. So researchers are starting to examine how psychological tools that are developed for, quote, traditional sports like soccer and football and baseball, how they work in other areas like the arts, military, and even in medicine. So now a lot of these tools we're realizing it's about physical performance, whatever that looks like. So it certainly applies to dancers, but also even to like our military members. And obviously that can have uh, situations where you need the perfect physical performance under extremely high stress situations. Uh, I mean, even in medicine, you think of like surgeons and people where again, their physical performance in very high stress situations matters. And so sports psychology is really growing past these kind of traditional, we call big five sports, like soccer and football and baseball. But Now we can see how much they are applied to dance. So now I see sports psychology as a focus on the pursuit of our highest physical performance in whatever discipline that might be. So a primary goal of experts in this field is to help athletes and in my case to help dancers who absolutely are athletes. uh, But the goal is to help increase their motivation, their physical performance, and actually to increase their enjoyment in dance. Sports psychology, though, is really different from what you might think of uh, as far as a traditional psychologist or what they do. So many people view psychology as this academic field that's designed to help people who are suffering with things like depression and anxiety. And there are a lot of psychologists who do just that. They're called clinical psychologists or counselors, and that's their focus, to help people who are suffering with a variety of disorders, things like depression and anxiety, among others. But those in the field of sports psychology are very different. They help your everyday athletes, your everyday normal people learn how to be mentally stronger. It's just like how an athlete might seek out a new strength training exercise or a new nutrition plan to complement their training. Athletes who want to perform at an optimal level seek support for their body and mind. And sports psychology is the expertise that makes that connection possible. So what can sports psychology teach us? The field is, again, vast. It's growing every day. But here are a few key areas that can specifically support a dancer's journey. Learning strategies for goal setting, right? Where it's not just, you know, set a smart goal and then you never come back to it again. It's not just mid-season, but, or sorry, it's not just the beginning of the season it's mid-season goals it's reflections at the end there's a whole goal mapping procedure that can really help another key area could be uh, concentration and focus sports psychology helps with motivation and relaxation physical and mental helps with confidence uh, emotion management right handling those emotional roller coasters a little better there's tools with imagery and visualization, uh, leadership skills. Those are all excellent ways dancers can use sports psychology to improve their mental skills and therefore improve their physical performance. The general goal is to teach a dancer the mental skill necessary to perform consistently in both training and competition. The dancers who are able to harness this power and really make that mind-body connection perform the most consistently. They're the ones who are going to, what they do in practice is what's going to happen even in the most stressful competition moments or audition moments. You don't see that variability for them. They're pretty solid all the time when they need to be. Dancers need to train their mind to ensure that what they train for in rehearsal actually shows up on stage when it counts. My whole mission as a sports psychology consultant is to help dancers and dance teachers realize their full potential and actually enjoy the journey, right? That's a big part of why I called this a passion for dance and why I know so many people uh, we continue in this field is because we actually truly love it and enjoy it. But you want to make sure in that pursuit of excellence, you don't miss the joy. So as an example, like I love teaching high school dancers about growth mindset, it helps them find motivation that they may have lost. So when you have those high school dancers that are starting to get a little burnt out or just those years are just very stressful. There's so many developmental things changing. There's a lot of things changing in our brain. There's a lot of things changing in our body. It's a, It can be a really challenging time. But even just a introduction to growth mindset and starting to incorporate it into your practices and into their lives can really shift how they approach Dance, how they approach their academics, but it can really shift their motivation. Or I also love helping to teach dance educators and help them understand how to give feedback during class in a way that increases student effort and persistence. Teaching dance is so much more than you know, pointing your feet and gaining confidence. I firmly believe dance teaches us invaluable life lessons, and I bet you agree with me there. It can also be a place where we learn the skills that help us be the best version of ourselves. That's the thing that will really change your life, that you will learn these mental skills that you apply in dance when it's something you already enjoy, but then those skills carry with you no matter where your life takes you. Along with sports psychology, there's another area of study that I would be remiss if I didn't bring up that's called positive psychology. It's really similar to sports psych, but positive psychology focuses on improving the lived experience. One formal definition from Peterson and colleagues in 2008 says positive psychology is the scientific study of what makes life most worth living. The main reason I was attracted to positive psychology in the first place is because it focuses on strengths instead of weaknesses, and that's my general approach to life. (laughs) Positive psychology helps us build on what's good in life and focus on growth and self-improvement. Positive psychology is not specific to athletes. It's relevant to every area of life, but I love to bring the tools of positive psychology to dancers. I think it's important for dancers to learn how to increase their positive experiences in life. Things like happiness, joy, and inspiration. Not just waiting for those things to come to you, but actually learning how to increase the amount of positive experiences you have, to increase the relative time you're spending experiencing positive emotions and dancers can improve their lives by increasing those positive mood states things like resilience and gratitude to help improve that state of mind positive psychology doesn't mean you ignore the negative side of life and pretend it's not there i want to be clear about that too positive psychology doesn't mean you just say oh it's all unicorns and rainbows and everything's always good because it's not that's not real dance is hard life is hard And I remember some days in the studio where I would be wrapping my toes before point class, thinking about how tired I am, that I would just rather be with my friends and actually have a social life in high school. Uh, Of course, I always chose the ballet bar over those high school football games. That was my choice. But I know positive psychology tools could have helped me then to be more present in the positive moments as a dancer and to remind myself about those positive emotions to cultivate more joy and growth and inspiration, and even happiness. So rather than ignoring those days that were hard, positive psychology teaches us about creating a balance and intentionally focusing on the positives. Dancers often experience anxiety or negative self-talk during training, and it takes discipline and focus to find continued inspiration, to find happiness and resilience. Unrealistic optimism is not the goal here. Instead, the goal is to increase the number of good days and even learn to intentionally create them talking specifically about dancers, the benefits of positive psychology are immense, right? Science has taught us that positive emotions boost job performance, and that's likely true for dancers as well. Experiencing gratitude, setting goals that are in balance with other aspects of life, increasing focus, being present in the moment, they all help us feel an increased sense of meaning in our life. I believe it's especially true for dance teachers and coaches as well. If you've decided to dedicate part of your life to teaching dance, I hope you find it meaningful and I hope it's a source of joy for you. Taken Together Positive and Sports Psychology have so much to offer us as dancers and dance educators. If you're willing to embrace the idea of mental training and strive for continual personal growth, dance will shape every aspect of your life in a positive way, even years after you leave the stage. And that's truly my goal with the podcast, to give you tools to support your dancers along their journey so they learn incredible life skills that stick. So if you're a dance educator who is always looking to grow your own skills, become a teacher of greater impact, I hope you stick with me on this podcast journey because it's exactly what will happen. I truly believe teachers and coaches have unlimited impact. Let's work together to make that impact the best it can be. If you're with me on this mission, please subscribe to the podcast, share it on Instagram so others can join us on the journey. And if you're ready to have unlimited impact, make sure you visit the waitlist for the Dance Coach membership so you can join us inside the community. You'll find it at com slash membership or visit the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.